Welcome to the Timeout Bulls podcast driven by Lexus. You can visit a Chicago area Northwest Indiana Lexus dealer today to test drive the outspoken 2017 Lexus IS. Our guest this week on Timeout Bulls is Kenny McReynolds, who has covered year after year different sports in Chicago, but really has honed in on the game of basketball. He has covered the Bulls from day one. He has covered college basketball and was even an assistant coach at DePaul. And you're going to enjoy storytelling that only Kenny McReynolds can share with us about his life, about his career, and about sports personalities. So let's go to Time Out Bulls featuring Kenny McReynolds. Welcome to another episode of Time Out Bulls driven by Lexus. You can visit a Chicago area Northwest Indiana Lexus dealer today to test drive the redesigned Lexus RX. So Kenny, let's start back in the day because you're a historian of Chicago Public League high school basketball and for that matter even everything that's going on. You've known these kids from day one and you've seen them grow up. You've seen them become men. You've seen them become professional ball players doctors, lawyers, businessmen, men in the community. You've seen men struggle. You've seen men try to get out of the inner city. And many of them have to become very productive, solid citizens in the African-American community. But before we get into that and all the years you've covered sports here, let's talk about Kenny McReynolds. So give me an idea about your life and how you got to a very prominent role as a sportscaster in this city, but also as an NBA scout, as a mentor to so many people. Well, Chuck, I was born and raised in Chicago. My mother was born in Mobile, Alabama, and she and my grandmother that came up when she was young. So I was born, believe it or not, maybe a block and a half from the old Comiskey Park in Wentworth Gardens. Now, Wentworth Gardens is still there, but they rehabbed Wentworth Gardens. So that's why I'm such a huge White Sox fan. Because back in those days, you could walk to the ballpark when you were six, seven, eight years old by yourself and nobody bothered you. So I was a diehard baseball fan walking to White Sox Park. Then we moved to Ida B. Wells on 39th Street, which still was in walking distance from Sox Park. And then, of course, I went to Holy Name Cathedral for high school, had a Catholic background, uh, always had to go to Catholic schools. But I always wanted to play first base for the Chicago White Sox. That was the only thing I wanted to do, nothing else. So as a kid growing up, your heroes were baseball players yes. or basketball? Baseball, baseball, without or question. Or football with the Bears. Yeah, no, no, baseball, without question. Dick Allen was my idol. Uh, Pete Ward, when he played with the Third White base, Sox. Third base, yeah. Yeah, what I did, I, I had a Pete Ward baseball card. We had the same birthday, July 26th. I wrote him a note thinking he would never get it. Every year he was with the White Sox, he sent me a birthday card. So that really made me a baseball fan and a White Sox fan. And I just fell in love with it. But I hurt my first knee when I was in seventh grade. The first of my 19 knee operations came in seventh grade. How many operations? 19 on the knees. You Total. had 19 knee operations. On both, combined on both knees. Okay. Yeah, 19. So my mother always told me, she said, see, I told you. If you get an injury, you have to have something to fall back on. Okay. So I was really in love with the roller derby. I didn't know it was phony. <laughs> I'm serious. I didn't know it was phony. I thought I was 12 years old. I thought it was real. So one day I came home from school, and to be honest with you, 
I was sneaking to watch television because my mother was not a big television fan. It was more read, right. read, That read. was that generation, yeah. you know. Maybe yeah. if you're lucky, you can watch TV on the weekends. Exactly. And then only for a limited amount of time. So we had to do a lot of reading, a lot of yeah. homework. So I came home. She wasn't home. I turned on the TV. And I heard this voice. This is WFLD TV Field Communications in Chicago. I said, hey, wait a minute. That's Chet Coppock's voice, the guy that does roller derby. So I go to the telephone. I dial operator. Can you give me a number to Channel 32? I get the number. I call. I say, can I speak to Chet Coppock? They said, hold on. Then he picks up the phone. Hello. What can I do for you? I said, well, my name is Kenny McReynolds. I love roller derby. I want to see how you guys do this on TV because I'm really fascinated how you do it. He says, well, I'll tell you what, young man. I'll leave your name at the wheel call at the Hammond Civic Center. Ask for me. I'll come get you, show you around. I said, well, we don't have a car. Maybe if you have a weekend roller derby game, my grandmother has a car. She could take me on the weekend. Chuck, you know what he says? Don't worry about it. I'll come pick you up. So Now, how old were you? I was 12 years old. You're 12 years old. And he, I told my mom, Chuck Coppock is coming to pick me up. And she was like, does he know where we live? I said, yeah. He, she said, call him back to make sure he knows where he's coming. He shows up, he comes into the housing project, he picks me up, takes me to the Hammond Civic Center, puts the headphones on me, shows me around the truck, and that's when I knew I wanted to do something in radio or TV in sports. Wow, that's a great because story. Because of Chet Coppock. All right, so so let's fast forward. Okay. And let, let's talk about um, your first remembrance as a fan of the Chicago Bulls. Who... What game, what team, what player really ignited that passion? You know what? I, I hate to show my age, but I remember when the Bulls played in the amphitheater. You know, for that one year. Describe the amphitheater. It was a barn. It looked and smelled like a barn. It was dark. It was dusty. It was dirty. It was old. But it was great. I mean, I can remember Jerry Sloan. And I was a little kid, but going to the amphitheater. But then when they moved to the old Chicago Stadium, that was great to me. That was the greatest place in the world because I loved Rolling Garrett because he had a big giant afro. Yep. And then I loved Chet Walker with the pump fakes, the pump fakes. Get him up, get him up, get him up. And then Bob Love, Norm Van Leer. But I remember the amphitheater, I really do, which was great. It was a barn. It was shaped like a barn. It smelled like a barn. It looked like a barn. And it was a and barn. It was a barn. <laughs> All the seats were wooden seats. The stockyards. Yeah, yeah, it it's was a, great. But then when you moved to the ocean, across the street, I remember the Madhouse on Madison in 77. I mean, that was such a great run with Chet and yep. uh, Van Leer and Clifford Ray, I mean, it was What a great. series with Portland. I mean, yeah, that was... It was great. It was great. You know, you could actually feel the stadium shaking. I mean, it would move back and forth. It was great. It was the greatest thing in the world. It really was. So, high school basketball. You're a historian. You have recruited when you were an assistant coach at DePaul. Uh, you know these kids from day one. Give me a climate as far as high school basketball in Chicago, 2016, 2017 season, where these kids are at, the quality of play compared to 20 years ago, 30 years ago? Well, obviously, the athlete today, they're more athletic because 20 years ago, 30 years ago, you didn't go into the weight room like you do now, especially for basketball because, as you know, we were always told, well, you don't get too big and bulky because it would affect your jump shot. 
So most people back in those days, the best high school basketball player I ever saw in my life was my good buddy Ben Wilson. And Ben was skinny as a rail, but he could play. But we didn't lift weights 30 years ago. Today's guys are much more athletic. But I honestly don't think they are fundamentally sound as your Isaiah Thomases, your Mark Aguayas, your Ben Wilsons, your Tim Hardaways. These guys are so gifted athletically, like Derrick Rose. He was off the charts in high school. It was almost unfair how athletic he was in high school. The Jawan Howards, these guys are such great athletes, Chuck, as opposed to the guys in the 80s, late 70s, maybe 90s. But I think the guys in the back, back in those days, like a Ronnie Lester, Maybe the best point guard to ever come out of Chicago high school. So fundamentally sound, so quick. But people even better than Isaiah. Yeah. Oh, without question. Without question. So you're saying healthy because we saw Ronnie Lester oh. at Iowa have a terrific run. Then he got hurt. Yeah. Right before the NCAA tournament. Right. And because of that, and the Bulls still drafted him, but he wasn't the same player. He no. was playing on one leg for the majority of his career. Oh, I tell you what, Ronnie Lester had three speeds: fast, faster, and oh my goodness. A healthy Ronnie Lester was the best guy the Bulls under Rod Thorne drafted. And Rod Thorne, who drafted Michael Jordan, if you ask him, he would tell you, I have more confidence in Ronnie Lester than any player I ever drafted. And he drafted Michael Jordan. Hmm. Ronnie Lester, healthy, was the best point guard to come out of the city of Chicago. And I'll tell you another thing quickly. If you get a copy of Magic Johnson's book, My Life, he says the best player he ever played against was a healthy Ronnie Lester. Wow. Kenny McReynolds is our guest. Kenny is a uh, an accomplished, very accomplished sportscaster here in Chicago, but also has so many ties with the public league here in Chicago, a former NBA scout as well, assistant coach at DePaul. And we're going to get into those subjects uh, with Timeout Bulls right here on Bulls.com and our Bulls social media. This is Chuck Swirsky. So the climate right now of the public league, where do we stand today? Do you like what you're seeing are the are, are the kids developing into the type of athletes and players that you want to see? Um, you mentioned that era with Ben Wilson in the mid-'80s, the late, great Ben Wilson, who was unfortunately gunned down, murdered on the streets of Chicago, uh, would have been a fantastic ball player. Sure. Do you think he was headed to Illinois? Or do you, because DePaul was really, really well, after we him. Know what, Indiana we, was after him. It came down to those three, right? Yeah, yeah, it came down to those three. Bob Hamburg really wanted him to go to Indiana. Because Bob Hamrick thought he was Bobby Knight, which is fine. Hamrick's a good guy, but he thought he was Bobby Knight. Ben was going to end up at Illinois because he told me, Kenny, I have a problem. I said, what's the problem? I promised you I was coming to DePaul, but I need to go to Illinois. So, so unfortunately. Why, okay, what was his reasoning? Well, Just Illinois was going to help him out with the family situation. You remember his mom was a single mom. He had two younger brothers. There was not a lot of money. Illinois was going to help him out get with the family situation. Okay. You know, so, you know get mom's job and things like that. Yep. So he was going to end up at Illinois, but he wanted to go to, to DePaul, and Hambrick wanted him to go to Indiana because Hambrick thought he was Bobby Knight. But I never hesitate, Chuck, when people ask me, who's the best high school player you've ever seen? I don't hesitate. I said, Ben Wilson. I saw LeBron play. I saw Shaq play. Obviously, Isaiah, Mark, Eddie Johnson. I do not hesitate when I say Ben Wilson. Okay. I'm going to tell you the the best high school player I ever saw personally, okay, mm -hmm. personally now, was Clark Kellogg. Okay. So I didn't see Clark in high school. Clark Kellogg came out of St. Joe's 
in Cleveland, mm-hmm. and he was magnificent. He played in the state championship game, and they took on Granville Waiters, mm. former Chicago Bulls sure. center, and they ended up as teammates at Ohio State. But Clark Kellogg, to me, was the greatest high school basketball player I've ever seen. He was incredible. And unfortunately, knee injuries curtailed his career with the Pacers because had he stayed healthy, and we could get into could have, would have, should have all day, right. I think he would have been a Hall of Fame player. Well, I think he was a great college player, too. Yes, he was. He was. Outstanding at Ohio State. And I'm sorry I'm not old enough to have seen Lou Alcindor play in high right. school. Right. I mean, we never I mean, saw yeah, him at Power old. Memorial. Yeah, yeah. We, we've seen pictures. Yeah, everybody but, says I mean, he's the best, best ever. I think the best college player I ever saw play, without question to me, was Bill Walton. I agree. A healthy Bill Walton was the best college player I ever saw. Ben Wilson, the best high school player mm. I ever saw. So but today's guys, Chet, I mean Chet, Chuck, they, they're more athletic, but they're not as fundamentally sound. The public league will always be the public league. This year, CPS is going to be down because we don't have the, the Mecca Okafort, the Jabari Parkers, or the Derrick Rose. It's going to be down a little bit. They're going to be athletic. But unfortunately, these guys are just so athletic. Everybody wants to be on Sports Center. Nobody cares about the pass to Chuck, who's wide open, to get him an easy layup. They'd rather do the behind-the-back pass, the no-look pass, that may not get there because they want to see their face on Center. I call it the Center generation. I would rather have a guy that can get Chuck Swarski the ball when he's open and get the assist than, than do the fancy move that goes out of bounds. We'll be back to our guest in a moment. Let's take a quick break to thank our friends at Lexus and tell you about the new 2017 Lexus IS. Now, much like your favorite Bulls players, the new 2017 Lexus IS has a powerful stance, a strong profile, and an undeniable presence. Visit your Chicago area and Northwest Indiana Lexus dealer to test drive an outspoken IS today. It proves that some of the most powerful statements don't need words at all. Now, let's get back to Time Out Bulls, driven by Lexus. Kenny, back in the mid-80s, and ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about an era in high school ball here, where the high school coaches, you mentioned Bob Hamburg, Landon mm-hmm. Cox from King. I mean, these were bigger-than-life high school coaches in the right. public league. You had to deal with them on different layers. As an assistant coach with DePaul, you have known these kids that were playing for them. Right. Give me an idea about those two coaching high school icons, so to speak, and where is the public league today as far as coaching is concerned? Well, I, I tell you what, Bob Hambrick may be one of the best high school coaches you'll ever find. He had a system. And he's deceased now. Yes, he is deceased. He, yes, he passed. He had a system. He ran that system. But, you know, he wasn't the easiest guy to deal with. Fortunately for me, he liked me. But he had a great system. You know, as you well know, no freshman, I don't care who it was, even a Derrick Rose, could not start at Simeon because that was not the Simeon way. Landon Cox was bigger than life. And he let you know he was bigger than life. He wasn't afraid to tell you he was bigger than life. Was he the same coach as Hambrick? Not at all. But he had the players. He had the Richard Griffiths, the Thomas Hamiltons, the Lavertis Robinsons, the Jamie Brandons. He was very difficult to deal with, but he had the success because he had the great players. Hambrick, I think, was a much better coach, but he was very difficult to deal with as well. Coaches today, 
are much easier to deal with. They know now with social media, cameras everywhere, more media coming after their games, they want to be more accessible to you. And I think the coaches today are much media-friendly and savvy than they were back then. Now, you have to remember, even when I was on the radio at the old WBMX, which is now V103, I was the only guy covering high school sports. I would do sometimes my afternoon sportscast from a high school game. I would go into the, a coach's office and do my sportscast from a high school game. Over the phone. Over the phone, yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people weren't used to all of a sudden everybody starting to come out. And see, there was no high school lights like there are now and all these high school shows and things like that. I was the only guy in town doing it. and But now so many people are doing it, I think the coaches know we have to be more media friendly. We have to be media savvy. Back in those days, it was just me. So a guy like a Cox or a Hamrick, you know, it was like, just whatever. And they weren't as media friendly and savvy. But what, what was it like, Kenny, as an assistant coach with DePaul going into the public league and trying to recruit to get a kid to go to DePaul because DePaul had a lot of success sure. in the late 70s, early 80s. And, you know, Ray Meyer replaced by Joey in the 84-85 season. Sure. So give me an idea what it was like going into a kid's home trying to convince them, go to DePaul. Well, I think the, going to a kid's home was very easy because, A, DePaul caught lightning in a bottle when you get Mark, Terry, Teddy, Skip, Bernard. The, going to the home and the Catholic education you can get at DePaul, the classroom size of like 15 students in the class, that was easy. The hard part was the coaches because DePaul always would do it the right way. There would be nothing illegal, nothing under the table. Some schools back in those days, the NCAA was not as tough as they are now, would come in the wrong way. So the coaches and the AAU guys and the hangers-on, they, they were all, all wanted, in the same, the same bed. Yeah. So they all wanted something under under the table. Well, the, see, the parents were easy. That's the easy part was to get the parents. You can see your child play at home. Back in then, those days, WGN TV and radio, mm-hmm. especially TV, was the only game in town. You didn't have Comcast Sportsnet. You didn't have ESPN. So it was easy to recruit the parents. But then the coaches, the hangers-on, the AAU guys, they all like, well, you shouldn't go there. Well, you can get money here, and I can get a piece of it. That was the hard part was telling these guys, look, I'm not going to give you anything except an education and a chance to play. You know, Dallas Comagees loved Ray Meyer. Loved Ray Meyer. So that's why he came to DePaul. I said, Dallas, I don't care what Riley Massimino and all these other people tell you. The one thing that they cannot give you is what you want is to play for Ray Meyer. They can give you anything else. But you told me you loved Ray Meyer. You wanted to play for Coach Ray. It was the only school that could do that. And see, the easy part was to sell DePaul the academics, the education, WGN, TV, and radio. The hard part was dealing with the coaches, the AAU, and the hangers-on that were used to people back in those days. I don't know about today. Back in those days would come in, hey, I could do this for you. I could do this for you if you deliver this guy. Now, one thing I always told guys, Chuck, if you don't take anything from anybody, you won't always be looking over your shoulder. You won't owe and anybody not only, anything. Not only for today, 
five years down the road, exactly. 10 years down the road, 20 years, because they'll come back and say, hey, remember that, that I yeah. helped you out when you were a junior and you didn't have a couple dollars for a meal? I totally get where you're coming from. Yeah. So that puts me here in a position, Kenny, to ask you this. Mm-hmm. With the climate of our city today and the unrest that we're facing, a lot of inner city schools are facing, do parents or loved ones, legal guardians, are they saying, you know what? I may want to rethink where we're at. Maybe I'm going to move away from Chicago where my son or daughter will get a good education. They're still going to get recruited, but I don't have to deal with whether or not I'm coming out of my front door and fear for my life. Well, Chuck, you're absolutely right. Am I exaggerating that? No, 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 you're not. Because a lot of our superstar athletes have moved to like Indiana, going to prep school in Indiana. I know for a fact Jabari Parker was very interested in DePaul. But his parents are like, we can't keep him here. It's too dangerous. We can't keep him here. And you don't want him to become the next Ben Wilson. A lot of parents have moved from Chicago to that prep school of Indiana. A lot of kids are going to because of the climate, unfortunately, in Chicago. Now, maybe because I was born and raised here, I still think Chicago is the greatest city in the world. The one thing I'm glad I'm not is a teenager today in Chicago because it would be extremely difficult to be a teenager today in Chicago's climate as opposed to when I grew up in Chicago where everything was, was really fine. And unfortunately for a lot of our Chicago schools, I'm sure they're hearing that when you go recruiting. Well, what do you want to go to Chicago for? Turn on the news. Look at what's happening in Chicago. But I have a lot of faith in our coaches here in Chicago. I have a lot of faith in Coach Collins at Northwestern, Coach Lato at DePaul. I think that we're going to become a college basketball town again. Right now, let's face it. Let's be honest. We're not a good college basketball town right now. But I have faith in those coaches that we will be. And one reason that I think we will be is because it is still, in my opinion, the greatest city in the world. You were also an NBA scout. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. All right. Give me an idea what it was like and the responsibilities of a scout. Well, you know, it depends on who you worked for. Yeah, when we were in Charlotte, and even Orlando, but Charlotte, we had a good team. Gary Brokaw brought me into Orlando, and then we moved to Charlotte with Kenny Eggman Williamson. We had a great team in Charlotte. Michael Jordan kind of broke us up, but a lot of travel, Chuck. I was in charge of the Midwest, which cut down my travel. It made sense to have a guy in Chicago. Now, people say, well, how do you scout? There's no right way. There's no wrong way. You look at it at a student athlete in college, and you see if he fits what your coach likes. Doc Rivers liked a certain coach, coaching style. Bernie Bickerstaff liked another style. Can this guy play? Does he dribble well? Does he set screens? Does he rebound? Can he rebound outside of his area? What's his basketball IQ? The one thing that at least I did as a scout, I never watched really the ball game. I was watching the person that I came to see. A lot of times, I didn't even know the score of the game. You know, does this guy pick? Does he set a screen roll? How is he on defense? Does he understand defensive rotation? Does he know to get over? Does he deny the basketball? Or does he just stay lazy on defense? I was at Marquette one day watching Marquette play UConn. And LeBron James came in because they played the Bucks the next night. So LeBron James walks down the steps. And can I say his name? Should I just say a student athlete? So a student athlete stops in the middle of the floor and looks up. Wow, LeBron James. And the play is still going on. So I wrote in my notes, what's he going to do if he plays on the same floor with LeBron James? 
Is he going to stop and kiss yeah, him? Is he going to be mesmerized? Yeah, exactly. Just... Yeah, is he going to kiss him or what? And, you know, it's little things. And I took pride, Chuck, of always being the first guy at a game I was assigned to. When the gates opened, I was there because I would like to see a guy warm up. How did he warm up? Was he outside joking around warming up, or did he take shots and warm-ups in the, the shots he would get in the game? I took a lot of pride in scouting uh, the D-League. I did the D-League for the Warriors after uh, we left Charlotte. It was kind of cool to be in a draft room. I mean, that's a lot of fun. It was part of, great to be part of a process to um, – be uh, drafting two Rookie of the Year, the Mecca Oakle Four and Mike Miller. Uh, it, was, it was really great to be part of that process. That was uh, all right. A here, lot of fun. Here's a question, and I'll give you my answer in a moment. Okay. But I want to hear from you first. Is there a player where you thought this guy is a sure deal, done deal, and he just didn't pan out, or he didn't have the career you thought he was going to have? Whether it's in Chicago or elsewhere, was there a player who you scouted? Mm-hmm. that you said to yourself, this guy's a can't-miss, or conversely, pulling a 180, is there a player that you didn't think you had even a chance when you were looking at him and said, this kid, you know, he's okay, but no way he's going to make it, and all of a sudden uh, he just, boom, and had a great career. Well, the one guy Because that, we're all human. I mean, no yeah. one's – even the great Jerry West. Who might be, who, <laughs> yeah. He, you know, I mean, you, 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 this is – we're humans. We're not going to bat a thousand. I get right. that. You know, the one guy that comes to mind that I thought we should have drafted in Orlando and that I begged us to draft was Brad Miller. and He went undrafted. He went undrafted. And I really, really begged, let's draft Brad Miller. I really liked him a lot. He went undrafted and played how many years in the league? He played a lot. Oh, I mean, he came out of Purdue yeah. in 98, 97, 98, and around that period. a long time. And then he went to Italy, I believe, for a couple of years, a year and a half, and then Charlotte signed him. Yeah, yeah. So he, he played well. Well, there, I can't think offhand, was there one guy that I really thought that would play and didn't pan out? Okay, I'm, I'm going to give okay. you a player. Give me a player. Because I thought he was going to be a terrific player. Mm-hmm. And maybe because he played in the shadow of his older brother, who was a superstar, I thought Albert King was going to be a great player. And I was wrong on him. Yeah, you know what? You I know thought what? he would be a good player. I never thought great. Be, you know, and, and maybe yeah, it's, it's because of the hype with Sports Illustrated. Yeah. And just like Felipe Lopez with St. John's. I mean, he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. And, and I thought, wow, you know what? This kid's going to be pretty and good. I saw Felipe Lopez, and I said, wow, this is the most overrated high school player I've ever seen in my life. Really? Yeah. When he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated – the McDonald's All-American game was at St. John's that senior year. He was MVP because he was going to St. John's. Yeah. But yeah, I, I never thought he would be a good player. Well, in, in the 79-80 season in the public league, um, I interviewed Doc Rivers and Russell Cross came on my radio show. I was doing a show at WCFL. Mm-hmm. And Russell Cross was at uh, Manuel, Manuel High School. Yeah. And he went to Purdue, was mm-hmm. a number one pick by Golden State. I think he right. hurt his knee yeah. and he wasn't – and I always wondered whether or not maybe he was undersized, maybe it was his knee, but his career fizzled. Yeah, he was undersized. He was undersized. He had long arms, but remember, he was kind of short. But he had long arms, and Big Russ didn't jump a lot. He didn't jump well. But, but, but Kenny, guy. you have to admit, I mean, this this city, 
in the 80s, folks, especially oh. when oh. you had Aguirre and then Cummings, and then all of a sudden you Teddy had Grubbs. K- K- Teddy Grubbs was great, and Bernard Randolph, and you had Alfred Hughes yep. from Loyola, and all these players that all of a sudden matriculated to the Fighting Illini. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, you can go right down the list. Nick Anderson, who mm-hmm. came to a ton of DePaul games, he would right. sit right behind our broadcast table, and I thought it was a done deal. He was going to be a blue demon, and he goes to Illinois. Yeah. It's never and, over it's until new. it's over. Well, the, yes, uh, Kenny, obviously. Uh, Kenny Battle. Uh, Kenny Battle went to Northern, Northern Illinois, and then he transferred. And I'll tell you what, Joey Meyer's first game as head coach was against Northern Illinois and Kenny Battle. Right. And I'll never forget one of the first plays in that game, Kenny Battle got an alley-oop pass and dunked it. And I thought, oh, my word. And then he ends up at Illinois and the rest is history. Right. Kenny, before we let you go, I want to get a, um, a feel for you, and you can open up about yourself. You can say, no, I don't want to go there. But you have been doing this in Chicago for – a Ever. long time. <laughs> and you've worn a lot of hats, as we mentioned. Sure. You have been an assistant coach of a major Division One program. You have been uh, a scout and then some for NBA teams. You have been a confidant to coaches, to players. You've been an accomplished sportscaster. So now you're facing a challenge in your world. Your health hasn't been the best, and I, and yeah. I don't want to you know, say anything that I'm not saying because it's been posted on your Facebook sure. page. But how are you doing? I'm doing okay, Chuck. I take every day, one day at a time. My favorite saying is, it's a lovely day. I woke up today, the birds were singing, the sun was shining. Sure, I have some health issues, but I don't dwell on them. I don't cry about it. I get up every morning. And the thing I always tell people, my daughter died at the age of seven. And if you can get over that, you don't have any problems. Because I woke up today. She can't. So that's what keeps me going is that I'm still here. The sun is out. The birds are singing. I'm here with Chuck Swarovski. I'm, yeah. I'm in the United <laughs> Center. And, you know, it was so nice you to say all the things I've done. But, you know, the one thing I've always wanted to do, going back to Rod Thorne, was work for the Chicago Bulls. That was always been the one thing in my life I've never been able to do. I've worked for three NBA teams. So Jerry Krause wouldn't hire me. He said, well, you, you don't have any experience. So I went and got experience, you know. I drafted the D-League. C.J. Watson, who played for the Bulls, I'm the one that got him into the NBA. I brought him up with the Warriors from the D-League. That's the one thing I haven't done. But I don't cry about my health. I just wake up every day, Chuck. I do the best I can. You know, I've had 19 knee operations. I've had hip. I've had the heart surgeries. You know, I I went cold blue on a table, and they were able to bring me back. But I'm here. And what else? You know, in the greatest city in the world, doing what I love to do, what do I have to cry For about? For a little boy growing up just right next door to Comiskey Park. Sure. And here are all these things, Kenny, you've accomplished. Yeah, I mean, so I have nothing to complain about, Chuck. You know, I will be here as long as the man upstairs wants want me to be here. I have no complaints. I have nothing to complain about. It's a lovely day. I'm here. And, boy, am I having the time of my life. All right. Well, Kenny, thanks for sharing today. I appreciate it. Chuck, thanks for having me. I've never been on a podcast before. This is my very first one, and I hope you have me back. Whenever you want me, I'm here. All right. Uh, Lexus is a proud partner of the Bulls. So you can visit your Chicago area Northwest Indiana Lexus dealer to see how sophistication can be daring in the redesign Lexus RX. Our many thanks to Kenny McReynolds, and we'll talk to you again next week right here on Timeout Bulls. 
Subscribe to Time Out Bulls on iTunes and Google Play. And if you'd like what you heard, leave us a review. We'll be back next week with another great guest. Until next time, this is Chuck Swirsky. Thanks for listening to Time Out Bulls.